Good morning, everyone. My name is Mike St. Dennis. I'm the associate pastor here at All Souls. I'm in charge of things like discipleship and connection, assimilation, our facilities, uh, our volunteers, things like that. Uh, so if as we are moving into the fall into new rhythms, if you're interested in getting connected to be part of a small group, uh, be connected in some of our discipleship opportunities or connected to serve, I'd love to be able to talk with you. You fill out one of those connection cards that was uh, mentioned during the announcements. Uh, it's an exciting Sunday as we're going to spend time in here worshiping all together, celebrating God's goodness to us, and then head out there and enjoy some more of God's goodness in the form of hot dogs and hamburgers and other sides that were brought and other things and jump on some jumpy houses and do all kinds of fun things out there. So hopefully you've got time to stick around and join with us today. Let me throw a water balloon or two at you this morning. That's what I'm saying. So we have been doing this practice going back. I, we started it during COVID when we were meeting outside all together, having the kids sit and worship with us. Uh, and, and then when we moved in, we decided to keep it going, to do it one uh, every month that has a fifth Sunday to do that worship service together. And this is my first chance to get to preach at one of these services where all the kids are. Uh, and I'm really excited about that because I like kids more than adults uh, a lot of times. We're more fun. We're more silly. I think for me, I'm kind of like just a grown-up kid myself. And I'm better at being a kid than being a grown-up. And so getting to hang out and talk with you uh, is really, I'm really excited to be able to do that. Uh, so for the grown-ups that are here, hopefully you guys can learn something too. But really, uh, we're going to talk all together this morning. When I was growing up, this also, being able to enjoy a service like this reminds me of growing up. When I grew up in church, we had Sunday school at 9 o'clock, and we went to our classes. And then at 10.30, we joined together for the worship service. And so I remember sitting in the worship service, even the sermon and communion with everybody together from the time I was three or four years old. And it was my practice that during the sermon, like some of you are going to do this morning, to draw some pictures. And my specialty was Jeeps, tanks, and airplanes. My sister, her specialty was flowers, but they all kind of looked the same. Uh, so I want to invite you to, to, as we go through talking about this, you can draw jeeps and planes and flowers if you like, or you can draw something that you're hearing in the sermon this morning, because I am talking to you kids and then also the adults. This summer, if you are new with us, or if you're sitting in the sermon for the first time this summer, we've been talking about something called hospitality. Hospitality. Hospitality is not about hospitals, uh, but hospitality is about really sharing. It's about loving and sharing with other people. You show hospitality by sharing your toys with other people, by sharing your home, your food with other people. Uh, we can show hospitality by listening with others, sharing our gifts, all kinds of different things to show hospitality, love and care to one another. And we need a lot of help learning to practice hospitality. We know it's something we should do, but we got to practice it. Just like we got to practice sharing, we got to practice cooking, we got to practice cleaning up after ourselves. We got a lot of practicing to do. And so we've been looking at the Bible and the stories that God shares with us to learn about how to practice hospitality with one another. 
And this morning, I want to talk to the grown-ups about how we practice hospitality, especially with kids and with those who don't know God's story, whether they're kids or older folks that just didn't grow up around the church. And then for you, I want to talk to you guys about how we practice hospitality with one another. And the big idea for our time together is this. We show hospitality to others. We love and share with them because God has loved and shared with us. Every week we've been talking about the fact that God loves us and welcomes us and shares all his good things with us. And because God loves us and shares with us, we can love and share with others. This is, uh, the Bible is filled with stories about God being this way, sharing his grace, sharing his love, sharing his good gifts, rescuing people, meeting their needs, listening to them, welcoming them in. This is God's story. When I was growing up sitting in church, I would listen to the sermon, to the songs, to the announcements. I would watch the practice of communion. And I sat in every week, but I can't really remember a lot of the things that I learned. But there's one thing I did learn at that time. I know that I learned to be part of God's people. To sit together in church, to worship, to sing, to study. is part of what it means to be part of God's people, God's family. To join together to hear God's story, the story of his family. And to realize that we are part of that story as well. So God isn't just the only one who loves and shares. His kids love and share as well because he loves and shares with them. It would be our practice that when we would get in the car after church or when we would gather around the lunch table, my parents would ask questions. Who did we see at church? Who taught us? What did we study or hear? What did we sing about? And in that way, asking those questions of us was a way that they showed hospitality to us and and asked, were we seeing God's story? God's story, which is really our story. Now, do any of you like dressing up? So I used to like dressing up as a kid. That's me writing a ticket to somebody. And in fact, I still like dressing up. That's from Vacation Bible School a couple years ago. Some kids are still scared of Pastor Mike because of that. Now, I like dressing up because I liked pretending I was part of a different story. I like dressing up to take on and be different characters and especially be a hero. Because when you dress up and you enter into a story to play pretend in the story, sometimes it's a better story than what's going on in the rest of my life. Especially summertime, if you're a little bit bored, you're looking for something to do, and then you enter into a story that has a big adventure for you. And there's something for you to do in that story, to take on a role And the stories play out, and there's always some sort of action and drama. There's always a bad guy, and then there's always heroes trying to rescue, and you have to not be afraid. You gotta be courageous. You gotta go and be bold. You gotta love and care and take care of the people around you. I love playing stories like that, and I still do. In fact, in my house, uh, we play games like this a lot, but now, because my kids uh, chose this, I always have to be the bad guy. And so it's my job to be scary, and then it's my job to trap them. And over and over again, when I trap them and hold them in my arms, then whoever's not trapped goes away and figures out a plan. 
How do we come and rescue them from the big, mean, ugly monster? And so then somebody comes along and frees them. And then you know what happens to the person who was trapped and caught and then set free? They start helping to free other people. The person who gets freed and gets saved, who is loved and cared for and protected by others, then comes back to love and care for and protect others. And this isn't just the story that we play in games. It's not just a story we read about in books. It's not just something that we act out and play over and over again. But this is the story of the Bible. The story of God coming to rescue, save, deliver, free, heal, love, and care for us. And so the invitation is to enter that story. To dress up as the children of God, to enter in and be part of that story that God is telling. Because God has shared and loved us, we can share and love other people. We talked about this at Vacation Bible School at the beginning of the summer, and we remember that God's, God's design, His instructions for us, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love others as yourself. So it's not just that we are loved by God and that's the only job and part we have in the story. But the part that we have in God's big story is to be loved by God, that we would go and love others. This morning, our passage comes from the book of Deuteronomy. Can you say Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Look at you. Deuteronomy is about uh, the people of God, the, the nation of Israel, coming out of Egypt and going to the promised land. And they're being led by someone named Moses. Have you ever heard about Moses before? And so Moses leads the people out of Egypt where they were enslaved. They were suffering. They couldn't do what they wanted to do. They didn't feel loved and cared for by the other people. But God saw them and heard them and brought them out. And his promise to them was to take them to the promised land where he would be with them and to take care of them. And in the book of Deuteronomy, the people are coming out of the wilderness, getting ready to go into the promised land. And Moses, who was leading them, gives them some final instructions. He says, you're the people of God and the family of God. And when you go into your new home, here's what it looks like to live out God's story. God has been part of your story to come and lead and save you. And because of that, when you go into this new place, love this story, remember this story, and live it out. You take it away, Morcles. So we'll be reading from Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 21. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land of the Lord swore to give your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Fix these words of mine 
in your hearts and minds. Tie them on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Mark your houses with them. The story of what God has done for you. Teach it to other people. When you get up, when you lay down everywhere that you go. When you're at home and when you're on the road. Remember the story of God. The, the commandment, the instruction that God gives in the Bible to remember. To remember the story. God says it over 200 times in the Bible. Remember the story of how God saved and delivered and loves and cares for you. Even the Ten Commandments begin with behold or remember. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And then he gives the Ten Commandments after that. So if we're going to think about our own lives and how we live and walk and play together, how we are the family of God, how we practice that here at All Souls and out there in the world, we've got to remember the story so that we can live the story and act it out. Does your family have any rules? You have some rules? I asked my kids about some of our rules, and, and they gave me a short list. One of the things they said is, we're not supposed to lock the doors in the house, because then mommy and daddy can't get to you as fast as they need to if something happens. There was another uh, story of like, when Danny's napping, we're not supposed to yell. Uh, and then there were some other made-up rules that I'm not really sure where they came from. Every family has some rules. We have some practices. We have some things that we do. How many of you take your shoes off when you come in the house? How many of you, when you, uh, when you eat a meal, you gather around a table? How many of you, when you're done with that meal, have to take your bowl or your plate to the sink? Now, here's the thing about the rules or the practices, the things that we do in a family. The things that you do in a family do something to you. What you do in a family and the rules that you follow and the practices are not just something that you do, but they do something to you. They shape you for a story. They shape you for your life. Let me give you an example. When I was growing up, uh, we had at the bare minimum, my entire life, we had no fewer than 10 people in our house because I come from a big family and we had other family members who lived with us. And then we even would have different people come and live with us at different times. And so we never had fewer than 10 people. And sometimes we had as many as 15 or 16 people. And so when we, uh, if you're going to be in a big family like that and you're going to have, uh, and li all live in the same house, uh, it's really hard to keep the house clean. And so everybody had chores. And you didn't just have chores for what you did that week or what you did that day. You had different chores that you did three times a day in my family. And then if you had people coming over, let, whether it was a holiday or a party or a celebration or guests coming over, we had to get the house clean. And it took some work. And then because we did so much work to get the house clean or to make a meal to share together, because you've got to get a lot of food together to feed that many people. We always wanted even more people to come and enjoy it. And so in my family, it was a common occurrence that Christmas morning, you'd have 20, 30 people there. Some that you knew and others that you didn't. I had birthday parties where there were people there I had never met before. Here's a picture of a group of family from 
just a few months ago. I think this was a birthday party or something like that. I don't know who half those people are. <laughs> so we had a practice of everybody pitching in the cleanup and making a lot of food and then inviting a lot of people over. And I could tell you story after story about how this happened. And it was something that we did. But then what we did in that story became part of who I am. So even now, when my family invites somebody over for dinner, and this happened probably three or four times this summer, we invited somebody over and they thought they were just coming to hang out with us. And then I started thinking, well, who else can we invite? Who else can we bring? My wife Meredith will ask, do you want to go out to dinner? And I'll be like, yeah, who are we going with? There was this expectation from the stories I grew up in that those same stories were going to continue in my life. We are all living out of a story. The things that we do as a family, whether it's your own family or our church family, they're not just something that we do, but they become who we are and the story we try to live and tell with other people. So the Bible encourages us to pay attention to the stories that we are telling because the stories that we tell and the things that we do become the stories that we live and practice in the world. The second thing is, is that God has a, a, a place, a job, a role for everyone here, right? So we all are telling and living out of a story. That's the first part. But then the second part is everybody has a part in the stories that we tell. So I got a question for you. When are you part of your family? Are you part of your family when you're at home? Are you part of your family when you leave your house? Are you part of a family in the morning? Are you part of your family in the evening? Are you a part of a family when you follow the rules? Are you part of your family when you don't follow the rules? You are always part of the family. In our passage here, Moses instructs the people to tell the story of God's family often and all the time, to always be remembering that you are part of the family of God and the story of God. So he says to them, teach them to your children and to others. Talk about them when you're sitting at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, when you're hungry and when you're well fed, when you're brave and when you're afraid, when you're sad and when you're excited. You are always part of the family of God. And you're always to remember and tell that story. When we've been talking about hospitality and sharing with other people, we've talked specifically about having them over to our homes, going to their homes, eating meals together, stopping to listen to people. And all of these things, God has invited us not just to remember the story, but be part of telling that story to other people. And it doesn't just happen on Sunday mornings if you have a microphone or if you're teaching downstairs. God's invitation is to always be remembering and telling the story. We all have a part to play. Just this last week, uh, my family, every year, we have an event over at the Cobb Galleria Center. And thousands of people from around the country come to this event. It's a time for them to celebrate and to learn and to plan this next year that they want to walk into as a family. 
And I like to tell people about how we started this business. But the business started when I was only one year old. So I didn't really help start the business, but it feels like that. Because I've come into the family business. I've come in to tell the story of how we got here. To tell the story, to remember, and to welcome others into that story as well. In the book of Deuteronomy, when Moses is telling God's people, his family, about the story, he says, tell the story of how God brought you out of the land of Egypt. But if you read through the story, it wasn't actually them that were brought out of of the land of Egypt. It was their parents. God saved their parents from Egypt and brought them out. But what Moses teaches is that God's story of saving and delivering people is also their story. To bring them out of Egypt, bring them out of bondage, bring them out of slavery, sadness, anger, fear, self-centeredness, to bring them out and deliver them. The story of Jesus is the story of God coming to deliver and save all of us. Jesus comes into the world, and rather than having a home and a place to live and call his own, he wanders around, meeting with people and inviting them to share with him in his life, the same way he invites us. And Jesus is so amazing because just like Moses led the people out of the wilderness, Jesus leads us us out of the wilderness and hard things in our own lives into life with him. That his story will become our story because he came into our world. Each week as we come to this table, we form lines there in the back and we walk these rows together. Just like the people of Israel, the family of God, walking out of Egypt, we walk out of whatever hard and difficult things we are facing. To come down here on this journey to the life of Jesus and the power of Jesus, to feast and eat together because God has provided. And then just like the people of Israel and the family of God went to the promised land to love and share with others, we go back to our seats We leave the building, we go back to the neighborhood to remember and tell the story to other people. 